How do you deal with disappointment when everything around you changes and your church today is not the way you expected it would be? We'll talk about that in this episode of the More Than a Pastor show. Let's get started. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the More Than a Pastor show. I'm Rich Avery, your host. Hey, it's really great to see you this week. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate the time you spend with me uh, each week as we take your skills experience and ministry know-how, and look for ways to leverage them into sustainable income outside the church through a business or side hustle that's just right for you, so you can serve God and provide for your family no matter what. If you're new to the show today, you can learn more about me, get the show notes for today's episode, and download some free resources to help you grow your income and build financial security over at my website, morethanapastor.com slash 42 for episode 42. Have you ever been in a situation where you said to God, I didn't sign up for this, Lord, or I'm doing exactly what you told me to do, God, what you called me to do, but it's not working out. Why? Or God, I thought I was going to be this way, but now everything's changed and it's totally the opposite. Or, Lord, I thought you and I had everything all planned out the way it was supposed to be, and now I have no idea where I'm at or where I'm going. If you've been there in the past, or maybe you're there right now, you know how easy it can be to get discouraged and disappointed when things are not how they were supposed to be, or at least they're not how we thought they would be. So how do you deal with disappointment when everything changes? That's our topic for today's show. And this topic was inspired by an event my wife and I attended last week called The Gathering. And this was a three-day pastor and spouse retreat sponsored by our denomination, the Wesleyan Church. Uh, This event is held every four years, and usually it's been in a warm, beautiful spot in Florida. And it was in Orlando this year. Uh, It had been cold in Florida just before we got there. But by the time we got there, it was warm and sunny and uh, was just amazing, much better than in Michigan, uh, where we have only had like five minutes of sunshine in the first week of January. Literally, five minutes of sunshine, the, the weather people have said, in the first week of January. But Florida was sunny and warm and amazing. And this event is really a lot of fun. It's kind of like a homecoming, because you get to see a lot of old friends you haven't seen in a long time, maybe people you went to school with or have served in ministry with at some point. And there are like some main keynote or plenary uh, speaker sessions, and there, then there are some breakout workshops. And the whole purpose is to give you a moment of rest, reflection, renewal, individually and uh, as a couple if, if you're, you have your spouse. And a couple of the plenary speakers were people I've known personally. And the very first one was Dr. Debbie Turner-Bell. And Debbie and I had worked together at Kentwood Community Church. When Debbie joined the staff of the church about five years ago or so, I was intrigued to learn a few interesting things about her. Very interesting things. Before becoming a pastor, Debbie had been a veterinarian. I never would have guessed. She was a TV personality on like the national news, like on CBS. And she was Miss America 1990. And at the event last week during her keynote, Debbie shared some of her experiences leading up to becoming Miss America. And she talked about how she had competed for many years in the Miss 
Arkansas pageant. Well, first of all, I think she had to win some local pageants, and then she was able to go on to the Miss Arkansas pageant. And then the goal eventually would be to go to the Miss America pageant. And Debbie had competed for many years. She had all the performances, all the different aspects of the competition down uh, perfectly. And uh, one year, she she just missed becoming Miss Arkansas. She was the first runner-up. And back then, at that time in Arkansas, there was like an expectation or an unwritten rule or a tradition that if you were the runner-up one year, well, you were a shoe-in to become Miss Arkansas the next year. So the next year, Debbie com- prepared and competed and all that, and she was not selected as Miss Arkansas that year. It's a really fascinating story. She obviously can share it much better than I am doing it because she has lived it out. But I'll try to summarize it by by sharing that Debbie felt sure that God was calling her to be Miss Arkansas. Not just calling her to compete in the Miss Arkansas competition, but calling her to be Miss Arkansas. And she had it affirmed by the Lord speaking to her. She had her mother and other dear saints who were prayer warriors who just all agreed and believed. It was like a prophecy that God was preparing her to become Miss Arkansas and then to be able to go on to the Miss America competition. But that night, when she was not selected, and it was just um, like the culmination of so many things. And, and Debbie talked about how she went back to her hotel room and was just devastated. And she was like crying ugly cries and uh, like on the floor, just pouring her heart out to the Lord. She was exhausted from all the preparation and the competition and mentally, physically, emotionally. And she was just crying out to the Lord and saying, God, I thought... You had called me to this. I thought you told me, and everyone had affirmed that this is what you wanted me to do. Why was I not selected? Why was I not Miss Arkansas? Have you ever been there? Or maybe you're there right now. You've had all these expectations of what your ministry would be like by now. You've had plans for your church of things you felt like you were called to do. And then you had hopes for your family's financial future of goals of maybe sending your kids to college or certain benchmarks you wanted to reach or to help you like be able to um, become more financially um, free for your family to have a good retirement, things, things like that. And then all that seems to be slipping away. Well, there's a huge decline now in, in church attendance in many churches. And then, of course, a decrease in giving because of covid there's the economy right now. There's societal trends. There are so many things that are forces that are leading many churches to struggle financially, many churches that are half what they used to be. And so, so many pastors have had expectations or dreams or, or things that they thought for sure, this is how this ministry is going to be. This is what it's going to be like in this church, in this community. And now in the last few years, it seems like for many pastors, for many churches, that expectation has been totally turned upside down. I know a lot of pastors who are in this spot right now, and they're feeling like someone has like changed the rules of the game on them. Someone has moved the goalposts, if you will. And they're feeling like, okay, I didn't sign up for this. I thought it was going to be one way, and now it's something totally different. And sometimes that leaves pastors 
questioning their call, wondering how long they can keep doing this because uh, this is not what they expected or what they signed up for. God, I thought you had called me to do this. I'm doing exactly what you wanted me to do. Why? How is it not working out? To be honest, I'm there right now a little bit with the launch of this More Than a Pastor podcast and platform. Things haven't quite gone the way I had expected them to be. Not bad, but not exactly as I had expected. And so I'm asking some of those same questions of why, God. And one of the points that Debbie made in her talk just really touched me deeply. And I think it can impact maybe you and other pastors who are listening. That it's in times like these when we struggle to make sense of the change that's happening around us, we often have a desire to go back, to go back to the way things were before. We we want to go back to how our church was before COVID or before the economic uncertainty and the recession, or we want to go back before the election of 2016 or 2020 or whatever, before all the political tribalism that's infected the church. But Debbie reminded us of something reminded us of something important at the gathering event. And I want to remind you of it again today as well, that there's no going back. We can't go back to another time. And to be honest, we probably wouldn't want to go back because the good old days weren't always really the good old days, were they? Time is moving forward. The church is moving forward. God is moving forward. And he's leading us, I think, into a new reality. I believe that the church in America is going to look a lot different in the 21st century than it did in the 20th century. And I'm just wondering, can can you see that? And are you preparing for that? And if so, how are you preparing? Debbie's message was that we're in a new season right now. We're in a new day. We can't depend on the methods of the past. It's time for new methods. It's time for new wineskins to be able to hold the new wine that God wants to pour out on his church and on his world. And I think one of the new wineskins for many churches is a move away from full-time pastors to a co-vocational pastor model, where there are pastors who serve the church, but they derive most of their income from the marketplace. And that's why I think now is the time for pastors like you and me to leverage our ministry skills into our own business or side hustle so that we can serve God and provide for our families, no matter what happens, no matter how the model changes or what happens with the economy or what happens to our church's financial future. The church in America faces an uncertain financial future, but pastors don't have to. You, my friend, don't have to. So I ask, can you perceive the new things that God is doing and that God wants to do? And are you ready to accept them and to move forward? Or are you stuck in disappointment because everything you thought you knew has changed? You didn't sign up to be a co-vocational pastor. How in the world could you find the time or find a way to create income outside the church. A lot of times, we as people don't like the change we've encountered, do we? Change can feel devastating at times. And we may find ourselves asking, why me? Or how could this happen? And yet, I think it's interesting how so many of the events we'd consider like the worst moments of our lives at the time that they're happening 
often end up being seen later as some of the best things that ever happened to us. And that was true for Debbie Turner Bell. In that moment of her deepest disappointment and despair, at that moment when she questioned her calling, she questioned God, she questioned what she was supposed to do, that moment when she was ready to give up on her dream of becoming Miss America one day, I think it was one of her parents who came into the hotel room, gave her a hug, and gently whispered into her ear, you know, there's always Miss Missouri. Since Debbie was attending the University of Missouri, she was eligible to enter the Miss Missouri pageant the next year, which she committed herself to doing. And in 1989, Debbie was crowned Miss Missouri. And later that year, she became the first Miss Missouri to be crowned Miss America. I'm not sure how this message hits you today or what kind of disappointment or discouragement you might be facing or what kind of questions you have about the future of the church or your own church or your work as a pastor. But I think maybe God wants to whisper in your ear today that now is not the time to give up. It's the time to get up and start preparing now some new wineskins for the new wine that God wants to pour out in your life and in your church today. And maybe, maybe that means it's time to start looking for new ways to create income outside the church through your own business or side hustle. If that's you, I'd love to give you a free resource to help you get started. It's called Four Keys to Success in Starting Your Own Business. You can download it for free at morethanapastor.com slash keys. That's K-E-Y-S. In it, I share some practical strategies for helping you start strong and stay motivated on your entrepreneurial journey. Again, you can get it at morethanapastor.com slash keys. I hope you'll do that and take advantage of that free resource. And I'd love to get some feedback on what you think about this episode. You can go to our Facebook group at morethanapastor.com slash Facebook. Maybe share your thoughts or comments on, on how this message has uh, hit you or touched touched you in some way. Uh, or if you want to reach out to me via email, you can send an email to rich at morethanapastor.com. Would love to uh, see what you're thinking and feeling about this. And if now is the time for you to uh, start making plans to create income outside the church, I'd love to help you with that. Well, that's it for today's show. Before we go, would you do me a favor and hit like, share, or subscribe if you haven't already done so? Also, are there any topics that you would like me to cover on a future episode? Please let me know. Until next time, remember that you are more than a pastor. Saying yes to God's call doesn't mean you have to say yes to feeling stuck, broke, or unfulfilled in your life in ministry. Let's work together and help you create the life, impact, and income that you were made for.